850 KFUO Worldwide, KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. And it's time now for our moment on the lighter side for this Monday afternoon. And as I mentioned last week, St. Peter is on vacation. And I have no idea who our guest is going to be. And, you know, I really don't like that when I don't know. I even asked Pastor John Lekomsky, and he didn't know who St. Peter was going to have on the show either. All he knew was that whoever it was was going to be talking about the doctrine of the Trinity. So here goes nothing, or maybe here goes something. I really don't know. The door's opening right now. Come on in. Come on in. Welcome to the studio. I'm Gary Duncan with KFUO Radio. Uh, sure, Edward It's good to talk to you, sir. Oh, St. Peter, it's good to talk to you again, but I thought you were on vacation. Uh, you know, I, I know this St. Peter, of whom you're referring. Uh, he was a brave and wise follower of the Lord Christ. Uh, but I'm afraid I'm not that man. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> well, then who are you? Well, I am not one of the chosen apostles of our Lord, but just one of his later humbler followers. I go by the name St. Patrick, or, or Pat for short. Okay, well, you sort of kind of look like him, and you sound like him, my friend. Uh, you sound just like St. Peter to me. Well, I, I get that often. Apparently, there is some similarity between my Gaelic brogue and the accent of the Galileans. <laughs> yeah, well, it's almost identical to, to Peter's. So, uh, St. Patrick? Uh, just call me Pat. Oh, okay. I'll call you Pat then. I understand you're here today to talk about the Trinity? Oh, by gosh and by golly that I am. <laughs> you see, legend has it that I was the first to teach the doctrine of the Trinity using a simple shamrock. Or as we would call it here in the States, uh, a cloverleaf. Uh, yes, tis true. I would hold up the shamrock, or, or cloverleaf, as you say, and ask the question, is it one leaf or three? My listeners would reply, it is both one leaf and three, to which I would conclude... And so it is with God. You illustrated the very difficult teaching that God is one, and yet he is three persons? And, and, and what's difficult about that? Well, it just runs contrary to logical thought. We've been taught that three does not equal one, so how can God be both? Ah, so it's a difficult teaching because it runs contrary to the bounds of human reason. Uh, but why should that surprise you? What do you mean? Well, it only makes sense that the doctrine of God would be difficult for us humans to grasp. It's only logical that the true teaching of God would be contrary to the human way of seeing things. Ah, well, think about it there, Mr. Duncan. It would be like a rabbit trying to grasp what it must be like to be a man. Naturally, there's going to be some things that the rabbit's not going to comprehend like, like, why do you humans eat all those fatty, high-carbohydrate foods when you know vegetables are better for you? Well, I imagine there might be another question that a rabbit might have, but I get your point. If everything we're taught about God fits our reason, then chances are the God we're describing is just a fiction of our reason. Oh, precisely. It only makes sense that God would be something far different than us. As humans, every being is one person. But why should we be surprised that the almighty creator of humans might be multiple persons? 
Well, however, it's not just the multiple part that bothers people. After all, religion throughout history have taught there are multiple gods, but it's that at the same time, the doctrine of the Trinity insists that there is only one God, so how can it be three? Oh, you are correct, sir. That is the troubling thing. Uh, there are many religions that believe there is one God. It's a teaching shared by all three major religions in the world today, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. As rightfully they should, for the Almighty God clearly revealed himself as the one and only God. As he said through the prophet Moses, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. But what these other religions cannot grasp is at the same time the Holy Scriptures clearly teach that he is three persons. Hence the expression Trinity. It contains the prefix tri, which stands for three. Such as the three sides of a triangle, or the three singers of a trio. And it combines the prefix tri there with the word unity, arriving at the term the church fought wars over, the triunity, or, or simply said Trinity. You know, it's interesting you bring that particular phrase up. Many of those who reject the doctrine of the Trinity, such as Jehovah Witness, uh, they point out that you won't find the word Trinity in the Bible. Oh, and they all should be hit on the noggin with a shillelagh. <laughs> Although part of what they say is truth, uh, the term Trinity is an idiom uh, constructed by the church to aid its teaching. But they lie when they tell you that the teaching is not in the Bible. It's found everywhere in Scripture. We have already shown you from the Bible where God speaks of himself as one God. But where does he speak of himself as having multiple persons? Oh, right there at the very beginning of Holy Writ. Read for yourself there, Genesis 1, verse 26. Okay, Genesis 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. You're right. The one God speaks of himself as if he were more than just one. Why, even the Hebrew word for God itself hints at the Trinity. For you see, the Old Testament word for God is Elohim, which surprisingly enough is a plural noun, a more than one. And yet the Old Testament insists that God is one. Uh, of course, uh, it's all made clear in the revelations of the New Testament. There it's all spelled out that one God is three person. But why, why consider our Lord's commandment, which speaks with the clarity of the one who had come down from heaven. Make disciples, Jesus said, by baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That same thought is echoed in Paul's closing benediction to the Corinthians. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. To be sure, it's found all through the divinely inspired word of God. Wait, wait, consider the story of Jesus' baptism in Matthew. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Good point. All three are there. Jesus in the water, the Spirit like a dove, and the Father saying from heaven, This is my beloved Son. Right, or like a pigeon, the Spirit there too. But anyway, uh, it's even in the Pentecost words of St. Peter, 
who you spoke of before, that courageous and eloquent man who stood before the assembly in Jerusalem and said, this Jesus, that's one, God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father, that's two, the promise of the Holy Spirit, there's your third one. He has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. I think you've made your point there, Pat. The word Trinity may be a church word, but the doctrine of the Trinity is clearly found in the Bible. Ah, but it's so much more than just a doctrine of the Bible. Pat, what do you mean? Well, as Christians, we believe that doctrines are not just something we teach, but they are reality. As such, to deny the Trinity is to deny the truth of God himself. Let let me put it this way. Now, now there, Mr. Duncan, which person of the Trinity would you want to get rid of? I wouldn't want to get rid of any of them. But if you deny that God is the Trinity, that's what you'd have to do. So would you deny that God is Father, the one who gives us all we need for body and soul purely out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in us? No, I wouldn't want to deny God the Father, and I wouldn't want to deny God the Son either, Jesus Christ, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned creature, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but his holy, precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death. And we certainly couldn't do without the Holy Spirit, who calls us by the gospel, enlightens us with his gifts, and in the true faith, sanctifies and keeps us. You're right. Who would want to give up that part of the Trinity? Who would want to give up the teaching that this is our one true God? You see, that's why the church even went to war over the doctrine of the Trinity, because they knew this was not just a difficult teaching. This was about salvation itself. And that's something to think about. St. Pat, thank you very much for joining us today. It was good to hear firsthand from uh, the man who gave us one of the original symbols of the Trinity, the shamrock. Uh, Before we close, I I must make a confession, however. What would you like to confess? Well, I'm not really St. Patrick. You were right the first time, Gary. (laughs) It's just me, St. Peter. Yeah, I thought so. (laughs) You didn't have me fooled. So why the charade? Well, it's just that I knew you wanted to talk about the Trinity, what with Trinity Sunday just being last week and everything. And there's no famous Trinitarian symbol associated with me, (laughs) St. Peter. And furthermore, you know, I know how much Pastor Lukomsky likes dressing up and play acting, so yeah, I thought I might try it myself. Okay, so you, it's kind of like that uh, show uh, where you where where the people dress up and and sing and you try to figure out who they are. So, um, but I'm okay, glad there, there you go. I'm glad you didn't sing. That's for sure. Uh, so, uh, where'd you get the, the little green leprechaun outfit? Oh well, it just kind of helps me get in the Irish mood. <laughs> hmm. Now, did I hear you drop uh, uh, something earlier in our conversation where I said the dove and I, I thought I heard you say pigeon? Well, yeah. I understand you had Sparky the pigeon, yeah. the Pentecost pigeon here. Yeah. So, yeah, so you've got that little green leprechaun outfit. You know, I heard to, I heard early today from John Lakomsky that he knows where you could get a pigeon outfit. <laughs> I understand he's got all kinds of outfits. 
Some of them I wonder about. <laughs> yeah. You come to his house and he's dressed up and you just don't know what you're going to find here. <laughs> that, that's true. That is so true. Well, you know, Peter, I think you also better just stick to uh, doing devotions. Yeah, perhaps so. Maybe acting is not the life for me. But but consider, to be or not to be, that is the question. Uh, yeah, you probably you probably got a point there. <laughs> well, <laughs> until until next week then, Gary. Uh, sure, and Begora, and may the road rise up to meet you. <laughs> it was a pleasure having you on, even if you tried to trick me. We are the messenger of good news, KFUO, Christ for you anytime, anywhere.